Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our special guest, Terry McDougall. And we're going to be talking about how to find career happiness and success on your own terms. And I love that, Terry. I love it. And I want to tell you something about Terry. She is an executive and career coach and the CEO of Terry B. McDougall Coaching. High achieving professionals hire Terry to remove obstacles that keep them stuck so they can enjoy more success and satisfaction in their lives and careers. Before becoming a coach, Terry was a longtime corporate marketing executive where she led teams, developed strategies, and advised senior leaders to drive business results. Terry is the author of Winning the Game of Work, Career Happiness and Success on your own terms. And she's also the host of the Marketing Mambo podcast. I'm getting my mambo <laughs> in, Terry. Welcome, welcome to the show. Oh, Lynn, it's so great to be here. I'm I'm really thrilled to be talking with you and your audience today. Well, I am thrilled to have you. And for anyone who's joining us for that very first time, hey, make sure you don't miss out on a single episode by subscribing to Claim Your Career Crown wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, if you love what we're doing, please give us a five-star review. We would very much appreciate it. All right, Terry. So let's get into this. So I love what you're, you know, the marketing mumbo and the, the happiness and success. So how did you get started in what you're doing now? Well, gosh, how far back do I go? I'm a first generation college graduate. My dad was a union guy. I remember my first job asking him for advice on how to get a raise. And he said, I have no idea because the union negotiates that for me. So it was very clear to me from early days of my career that if I was going to figure out how to get ahead in the corporate world, I was going to have to figure it out on my own. And so unfortunately, in the beginning, I just kind of figured if I did all the stuff I did in school, which I was a good student, that I would naturally rise up the corporate ladder. And of course, I think nobody listening is going to be surprised to learn that that strategy didn't work very well. Um, but it soon got me thinking and observing and reading books to figure out how do I get ahead. And I learned a lot of lessons the hard way. I had some good mentors along the way. And I also got to a couple of crossroads in my career where I actually hired coaches. And after a while, I started learning a lot of those unwritten rules of work, of what what actually works, the game of work. And I started uh, sharing those with people that were on my team and others that came to me for mentoring and coaching. And I got to a, a certain point in my career where I kind of felt like um, I, it was time to do something different. And when I looked around the organization that I worked, I just didn't see anything that seemed like the next logical step. So I asked myself the questions that somebody shared with me at the beginning of my career, which is, what are you good at? And what do you like to do? And when I was really honest with myself, what I realized was that even though I, I still enjoy marketing, that's why I have the marketing podcast, but um, that what I really got a kick out of was more of the coaching and mentoring and even consulting with a lot of the business leaders that I worked with. It was that person to person interaction and developing the strategy and helping them see that through, which 
you know, that's basically what coaching is, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's really helping people get clarity on their goals and then helping them put the roadmap in place. So I decided to get a certification in coaching. And so I, I made this big pivot back in 2017 and just haven't looked back since. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's in fact, yeah. and I so agree, you know, nobody, it's so hard, you know, it's sort of like, um, you learn things, uh, almost cringeworthy ways for me, um, you know, I, that, that really harsh on the job training of what not to do. Yeah. Um, but what I would love to hear from you is the, if you have any kind of a process when, and now, and all the things looking back that you have achieved and accomplished and how you help guide other people to having that career success and having a very full, happy life. Um, do you have a process? I mean, how do you work with people? Yeah, I do have a process. And I mean, this is pretty um, simplified, but the first thing that I help everyone that I work with do is get clarity on their goals. Because a lot of times when they come to me, they're either feeling some pain at their job, or they're just feeling like I'm not sure what's next. You know, something doesn't feel right. Usually they've tried a lot of things. Maybe they haven't even got clarity on what their goal is, but they just feel like things aren't going the way they want them to. So we get clarity on that. What's our destination? So once we get clarity on that, and there's lots of exercises and so forth that I do to help people get clarity, the next step is like, okay, now that we know the destination, what's the roadmap that we're going to use to get there? Um, because we need to know the steps. Maybe we're not going to know all the steps right off the bat, but we need to know at least what direction we're going to go in. And then as we're building that roadmap, very often we will uh, realize that there are some skill gaps, right? There's some things that they don't know. That, um, and so we will work on that. We will you know, add that into the roadmap. Okay, well, maybe we need to get our certification. Maybe we need to work on having difficult conversations or networking or something like that. And then um, part of the process is what I call environments. And, um, you know, when people are in difficult uh, situations at work, or they're trying to grow, it's not always easy, right? And there's, there's some vulnerability involved. So I give them a safe place to let their hair down and say the things out loud that maybe they don't even want to say to their best friend or, or people in their family and often cannot say to anyone at work, right? Yeah. So it's a safe place to, to, you know, hear themselves think in a way. Um, I also help them uh, from an external environment, like, okay, what are the action steps you're going to take? holding them accountable, and importantly, celebrating the milestones. And then the third part of the environment is navigating that office politics environment, because I can't even tell you, I would say like 99% of the people I work with say, I don't want to have anything to do with those office politics. And, you know, I have to let them know that, well, you know, that means that you don't want to have any influence, yeah. right? It, this, this is the game. Um, and then the last part of my process is I help people shift to a mindset where they believe that that goal that they've set for themselves is possible. Because, and honestly, I think that besides setting the goal, shifting to a possibilities mindset that it's possible, these are the two most important things. Because if you do not believe that your goal is possible, it absolutely will not happen. Yeah. It won't happen. Yeah. Um, 
So that's, that's my process. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's very similar, like when in sales that if you believe in an objection, you're never going to get over that objection when you yeah. encounter it from a client. Uh, and so those are those, those types of things that can really hold people back. Those blockers are those self-limiting beliefs. And then you just referred to, you know, two big ones. Are there other things that hold people back that you see that's a common trend when you work with them? Well, I mean, what I'm always really curious about, there's there's always something that is standing in the way of people believing that the thing is possible. And what I see very often is that when I'm asking them, what do you want? You know, what is your goal? A lot of times, two things will happen. Uh, one is that they'll say, well, I know what my goal is. This is what I want to happen. And then they'll immediately pile on and say, these are the 10 reasons why it's not going to happen. Right. They never promote women or they don't promote people over 40 or I don't have an MBA, whatever. They'll pile on all the reasons why they can't have it. Or sometimes they'll say, I don't know what I want. And in both cases, there's there is a limiting belief that's underneath there. And there is a reason, you know, it might be something they experienced in the past that is causing them to hold on to that belief to keep themselves safe. And so, you know, I really try to like help, help them go deep and find that subconscious belief, pull it up to the surface and really ask that question. Like, is this, you know, is this always true? Is there any way that maybe we can limit the risk here? You know, just to, to make them realize like, no, you know what, if I want this, I probably could make it happen, right? Like once we can just crack the door open a little bit, and then they can um, they can start taking even a little baby step, right? And and once you take a little baby step, you can see things a little bit differently. Um, but you know some of some of the common things that stand in the way are, you know, perfectionism, um, <laughs> what I call the superhero syndrome, which is like, hey, it's just quicker for me to do it. You know, not not really being able to identify and leverage all of the um, the leverage points that that they have at their disposal. Um, there's a lot of people that are trying to do everything all at once and not really stepping back to, um, you know, make sure that they're prioritizing things. Um, you know, for a lot of high achievers, they've gotten to where they are by being very tuned in, tuned into what other people expect of them. You know, and th this actually gets at the heart of the whole idea of, you know, I work with people that are successful, but not satisfied. And, um, and what I mean by that is that if you were to look at them on paper, you'd be like, wow, you know, well educated, you know, we've got a great job making lots of money. On paper, they're very successful they're paying a very high price for that success in terms of stress, anxiety, burnout, overwork, a lot of times health problems and relationship problems. So it's a high price for that quote unquote success. Um, and I, I really believe that, you know, what allowed them to be successful in the, in the first place, which is delaying gratification and paying attention to what everybody else expects of them that gets you to a certain point. But at a certain point in your life, you have to stop. And especially when you get into leadership roles, you have to stop and realize, like, what do I want? Yeah. What do I think? What is my judgment about this situation? And to, to really start internalizing the validation rather than looking for it outside of oneself. Because, you know, what is 
uh, what did Abraham Lincoln say? Like, you can't please all the people all the time, right? You just can't. Um, at some point, you've got to you've got to make those decisions on your own and be willing to stand behind them. And um, and the more we do that, the more we build our own confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you just said was so profound, Terry. I especially like, you know, this idea that, you know, sometimes good enough is good enough, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, and we can, you know, and, and, you know, just trying different things. You know, I used to be very methodical about, you know, providing instructions um, about what needed, you know, what needed to be done. And I've learned to do it a little bit different ways. And I'll say, okay, you got this, you, you know, I'll do more of like a, I want a meeting. I would just want to do a meeting and we'll go over it. You got this. And if they say no, my team member, I'll say, okay, well, let's go through this. What, what's going to help you. And then it's like, okay, you know, I, those were all good ideas and we need to capture them. Okay. Let's open a Google doc. Let's start capturing the ideas. And then I'll also do that in the evening. I'll just do a video with more instructions and actually walking them through what needs to be done. And that way they can watch the video and stop it. But it saves me a ton of time, right? Yes. It yeah. saves me a ton of time. And I can show them much faster than making screenshots and then writing it all in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you're leveraging, okay, how can I, how can this be a repeatable process? Right. Yeah. And how can I, how can I, you know, do this once for many instead of like going and holding every person's hand and walking them along the entire journey? Or, you know, what's even worse is jumping in and doing it for everybody, which I see yeah. that quite a lot. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard the, you know, ah, it's just quicker for me to do it. And yeah, I'm I like, <laughs> no, you cannot, you cannot do that. Right. I, I've seen, um, I've seen people that, you know, had a, I actually had one client who had a, uh, department. She got promoted from being a team leader of eight to being a department head of 50. And when we started working together a few months after she got promoted, uh, one of the first things she said to me is, I'm thinking of asking to be demoted. And I was like, what? You know, you've worked your whole career to get to this level. And, you know, why would you do that? Because I'm working like 70 to 80 hours a week. And I was yeah. like, okay, you know, we can work with this, right? She wasn't, she was not aware of all the leverage points that she had and she wasn't using them. She was definitely doing that. Oh, it's just quicker to me for me to do it. It's like, now you've got a lot of resources that you can use, you know, let's, let's lean into that and start using them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And also having those meetings where it's like, okay, what are we doing that we could collectively that we could do more effectively? What do we not need to be doing? What steps yes. can we remove? Um, That's what right. can we do? I mean, like, for our group, we have a, a master schedule that's um, on our Google Drive. It's a Google Sheet. And literally, everybody knows what their tasks are. And it, we use the green light, red light. You know, it's is it is it green? Is it yellow? Is it red? <laughs> or is it orange? Do we also use orange? You know, and yeah. so it's like people know and they just, it's like, okay, yeah, that's done. That's done. And at any given point, any of us who need to know where a project is, instead of me calling or emailing, texting, whatever, sending up the white flag, I can just look, I can self-help. I get my instant answer. I know what's going on. Right. And yes. we all use this same tool, but we've also looked at, well, what can we do differently and more effectively? And when you do that and you, because as you continue to refine things, 
um, you discover like, well, yeah, we took that step out and that helped, but now it's sort of created this a little bit of a gap. So we need to tweak this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be really powerful. And it's um, letting people feel that they have that ability to bring up suggestions and that you're not going to say, oh, no, no, we've always done it this way. Instead, yes. well, go like, okay, yeah, let's talk about this. How could we apply this? How could we make that work better? Um, I also, one of the other things that I really want to touch base on here, because this is what I really like about your work, Terry, is on your own terms. Yes. And I want everybody to hear that again, on your own terms, because That's where that true happiness and satisfaction lies, not in working 70 or 80 hours a week. It's like finding that point where you have the balance. Cause I can guarantee you, because I know from personal experience, when my husband passed, he did not say, oh, if only I had gotten that extra promotion at work or if only, you know, I mean, you know, uh, the man had a PhD. He, that did not come out of his mouth. Okay. It's about the journey that you have and your enjoyment of that journey. Um, You know, and that is so important. So I love this on your own terms. So I'd like to hear you tell us how you really help people get that secret piece. Well, you know, it's funny because the name of my book is winning the game of work. And, you know, sometimes people will say to me, well, how do you win the game of work? And it's a little bit of a trick question because you know, you as the game player decide what the objective of your own game of work is. Okay. Some people are going to be like, I want to make it to the C-suite baby. And I want to do it like last week. Right. And some people are going to be like, I just want to have a well-paying job where I don't have to work 80 hours a week. I want to have work like balance. You know, it's really about getting clear on what it is that you want. Right. And, you know, personally, I really liked working. I really liked achieving. I liked being able to be creative in these big corporate environments. It's nice to have lots of resources to, you know, big sandbox to play in. I really liked that. Um, But what I uh, at times didn't like was whenever I felt like the balance shifted from me being able to spend time doing things I enjoyed And, you know, sometimes it does shift where you're spending a lot more time doing the things that you don't like, right? And I think it's important to always be aware of that and to get clear. You know, a lot of times when I'm starting to work with new clients, one of the first um, assignments I give them is a values assessment to, to really get clear on what their values are. Like, what do they enjoy in life? And I will tell you that a lot of times there are, you know, conflicting values where somebody says, well, you know, I'm a 10 when it comes to achievement and I'm a 10 when it comes to time, spending time with my family. Okay. That's, I, I can agree with that. Personally, I can agree with that. But what I'll also have them do is like give themselves a rating. Okay. If, if achievements attend, how fully is that being expressed in your life? You know, and a lot of times it's like, well, that's a nine or 10. Well, how fully is the time with family being expressed? Oh, well, that's a four. Okay. So we're bringing it to their conscious awareness. Like, okay, well, if you're saying both of these are tens and this is what you value in life and what's going to make your life worth living. And then 
might you make some different decisions about how you invest your time and energy? And if you're feeling that you're not doing that, that let's get curious about why that is. Yeah. You know, and, and honestly, for a lot of high achievers, there is some fear or, you know, um, there's some compulsion sometimes that like, I can't stop, you know, if there's, if there's another mile to go, I have to go. And I always like to remind people that, especially nowadays with technology, um, you could work 24 seven, 365, if, yeah. if you wanted to, you know, <laughs> and so at po- some point, you're going to have to make some very conscious decisions about where you place your boundaries right? Like it might be that, hey, I'm going to work, you know, nine hours a day. I'm going to work 10 hours a day. I'll work maybe two hours on Saturday morning, whatever it is for you, right? But make those decisions and honor them because um, we're not robots. We're not machines. We're human beings and we only have so much energy And we need time and space to kind of refill our tanks, right? Like there's not a bottomless tank of energy that we can just continue to pour into work. At some point, we have to like take a vacation. You need to sleep. You need to eat. You need to hydrate. Uh, You need to spend time with people that you enjoy being around just so you can recharge. So when Monday comes around, you can get up and, and go to work and probably be a lot more productive than if you work you know, around the clock. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's brilliant. It's just, it is that getting in tune with, you know, and working out those things that look like they're in conflict, but where are they not in conflict and how, where do you make the, um, the adjustments? We have to optimize, right? We have to (laughs) optimize. It's not, it's not going to be like perfectly black and white. There's going to be, it's going to be somewhere in the gray area. You're going to have to make a decision. Yeah. Absolutely. So I want you to give our listeners who are listening right now, and myself included, a piece of advice on what we could do next, so that we could, you know, you know, really look at bringing this happiness and success on our own terms. You know, I think it's important to get in touch with what you really want out of life. And like I said, a lot of times when I ask that loaded question, at the beginning of a, a coaching engagement, people will like sometimes almost like whine, like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> well, I believe that deep down inside, we all do know uh, what we would really like. And, you know, we can meditate, journal. Uh, there's an exercise that I'll have people do sometimes if, if they feel like they're blocked from that. Um, it's to pretend like they're going to get on an elevator, like close their eyes and like imagine walking into an office building and pressing the button for the elevator, getting in, pressing the button for the floor and, and just closing their eyes. And when they get to that floor, when the door opens and they walk out, this is the thing that they want. And so to describe it and for whatever reason that, that often tends to work for people because it's, I don't know, maybe it seems like it's sort of outside their control or something. Um, but I, th- I think that that can kind of remove some of the internal defense mechanisms that sometimes keeps us from seeing the thing that we really want. And I, what I will say um, is that it's very normal, I think, that sometimes people protect themselves from from actually stating the thing that they want because 
if you say what you want and you don't get it, yeah. it can be extremely disappointing. Um, but like I said at the beginning of this, when I was talking about my five-step approach to coaching, if you're not clear um, and you're not owning up to the thing that you want and believing even a little bit that it's possible, it won't happen, right? Yeah. So we've got to get clear on that. And um, And I will tell you too that I've seen some things that have been pretty miraculous happen. I think that the universe, not to get too woo-woo, because I'm an executive coach, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm dealing with people in business. But I will tell you that there is something kind of magical about when people say out loud the thing they want. And, you know, maybe just even in a casual conversation, um, stated out loud, I've seen people get the thing they want so easily and quickly that it's it's actually a little bit freaky for me. Yeah. Well, and that's manifestation, right? Yes, that's actually it really creating is. your own manifestation. And Terry, thank you so much for sharing how to find career happiness and success on your own terms. This has been a fantastic conversation. And I know that our listeners are going to want to know more about you and where they can find you. Uh, yeah, Lynn, well, they can go to my website, which is terrybmcdougall.com. And there's couple chapters of my book there. They can book time on my calendar there. There's more information about my process and testimonials. They can also go to my uh, coaching store where I have some, I have a free assessment, which is called the five voices that helps people know themselves to lead themselves. And that is at coachterry.giantos.com forward slash store. And um, there's also some some uh, training that you can do out there. So check it out and you can get in touch with me through that store as well. Yeah. And I'll make sure that we include all of those links down below. So just scan down and you, Terry is just one click away. And this has been such an informative discussion. Thank you, Terry. And thank you everyone who tuned in today. Um, we're so glad you joined us. And if you have an idea that you would like to share, please leave us a comment down below. We love hearing your thoughts. And of course, if you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, you can email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And to stay current on all of our insightful advice, our breakthrough advantages, and incredible episodes like the one today with Terry, you can sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitequeen.com. And I want to thank everyone who tuned in and who listened today. And for joining us again. And Terry, thank you so much. This has been a phenomenal discussion today. Thanks for having me, Lynn. I really enjoyed it.